Oh, Gary. Oh, Gary, it's good. Uh, you guys, uh... Dragon shoot flames. Dragon shoot flames. Uh, uh, okay, sure. Dragon shoot flames. Which reminds me, hey, um, you guys reported back in uh, 2018 about a Dungeons and Dragons movie. Well, apparently, they have found their villain. Fresh from Notting Hill, old Mickey Blue Eyes himself, Hugh Grant, has been cast as the main antagonist, Forge Fletcher. Plot details are being kept under wraps, but Grant joins a cast that already includes its Sophia Lillis, Chris Pine, Michelle Rodriguez, and others. Uh, no release date has been announced. But if you can't wait that long for a Dungeons & Dragons movie, well, there's a big-budget, open-world Dungeons & Dragons video game in development. At the end of 2019... The president of Wizards of the Coast, the same bastard that killed my Transformers trading card game, said that there were seven or eight games based on D&D in the works. Uh, thanks to a job posting tweeted by Hidden Path Entertainment, we know something about one of them. Hidden Path is hiring. We are in development of a AAA, third-person, open-world RPG that will be taking place inside the Dungeons & Dragons franchise. The job listing mentions a writer position calling for voiced dialogue writing skills, narrative branching skills, as well as experience with strong ensemble casts. Speaking of strong ensemble casts, it was announced last year that the next installment of the Evil Dead movie franchise, at the time called Evil Dead Now, will begin filming sometime this year in New Zealand. Uh, according to the producer and former franchise hero, Bruce Campbell, in a recent interview, the film, now called Evil Dead Rise, will be out of the woods, uh, set in a modern-day urban setting. The film will be written and directed by Lee Cronin, who was handpicked by Sam Raimi. Uh, release date is not known. Uh, speaking of all things uh, naughty... Matt, I think this one's yours. <laughs> it is, absolutely. So yeah, going from naughty to bad, we're going to be talking about The Bad Batch. It's going to be airing on May 4th on Disney+. Plus. If you're not familiar, Bad Batch is a group of clone soldiers. Uh, they're going to be terrorizing. No, they're going to be going through the galaxy. <clears throat> so we'll follow their story moving forward. Uh, that'll be done through animation, of course. So that's going to be carrying on the legacy that the Clone Wars and Rebels have uh, carried on. At this point, in fact, it's an offshoot of an episode from the Clone Wars. Um, Obi-Wan is going to be appearing in the Andor series, which is going to be set to start filming this year. So if you're not familiar with it, Cassian Andor, the character from uh, the Ro oh, goodness, Rogue One. Sorry, Rogue goodness, one. I just brain farted there. Uh, Rogue One. So the character with a, uh, who really was one of the more fleshed out characters from that entire uh, show. Um, they're going to be following him, and Obi-Wan will be making his appearance in there, and so it will be Ewan McGregor. Uh, casting news for the Star Wars, the Ahsoka series is going to be out. They do believe that they're going to be introducing Ezra Bridger, so we'll be seeing a live version of him. If you are a Rebels cartoon fan, then you already know that that entire series is based around the development of his particular character. Um, they're naming Mina Masood, uh, who's a name that I was unfamiliar with, but when I saw his face, I recognized him. So if you guys uh, managed to sit down in front of the TV long enough to watch the real-life version of Aladdin, 
uh, with Will Smith, he was the one that actually played the titular character, Aladdin. So that is Mina Masood will be playing the part of Ezra Bridger. No word on who's going to be playing Grand Admiral Thrawn at this point. So I'm waiting with bated breath on that one. Moving over to the Rogue Squadron. Uh, we know that uh, the real life has impacted our fake life. So we do know that with Gina Carano losing her position with Disney Films, um, that she will not be portraying the character Cara Dune. Uh, some rumors that kind of caught wind and in, in, uh, everybody's imagination running. Again, this kind of refers back to the Rebel series was a character named Hera Syndulla. Uh, she was the pilot and kind of the de facto captain of that group in the Rebel series. She will not be replacing that character. So the, the rumor gained enough steam that, the, uh, that Star Wars and uh, Lucasfilms actually had to respond to that. So from what we understand, she will not be uh, replacing that, the female role in that particular series. Hmm. Speaking of new series, hey, Darren, uh, do you remember a number of episodes ago when you asked me if the McDonald's Transformers Happy Meal toys were canon? <laughs> I believe I did I sarcastically said, ask that, yes. Yes, and I said no, uh, but to ask me again in a few years? Very good answer. Well, they're one step closer. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix and E1. Uh, Hasbro's entertainment studio announced Transformers BotBots, a new 20-episode animated comedy series following the mischievous little Transformers robots, otherwise known as the BotBots. BotBots, for the uninitiated, disguise themselves as everyday mall objects such as sporting goods, hand tools, handheld electronics, and food. Mm. Uh, No official release date has been announced. Um, that's one well Transformers in general is one of my favorite properties uh, Darren here's some news about one of yours yeah the long gestating uh, sequel to the filmation He-Man and the Masters of the Universe uh, is guess it's inching closer this is of course being run by Kevin Smith he went to YouTube to announce the composer of the score that will feature in the show and it's none another other than bear mccreary who has been uh gaining uh steam as one of the better composers in television and film i think most of us might recognize him as the composer to the walking dead now uh he put uh on the youtube to make the announcement the music they're going to play during the transformation sequence from prince adam to he-man and I gotta admit, it had a really epic feel to it, so I'm getting excited. Still, no confirmation on a release date other than 2021. More news on one of my properties that I, uh, you know, I just wrapped up uh, an emotional wrap up of Star Trek: The Next Generation, but the series that appeared between the original series and Star Trek: The Next Generation, Star Trek: The Animated Series, another filmation property. Um, it's going to have some of its characters that were pretty popular on the animated series make its way to live action in some of the upcoming series because uh, I believe it was Chekhov or I haven't seen the animated series since I was a kid. I know there were two of the original cast that did not join it, so they replaced them with some aliens characters, one of which you'd recognize. His name was Eric's. Um, more Star Trek news. A Star Trek documentary eight-part series is being produced by the Nacelle Company. You may know the Nacelle Company for... Uh, producing such documentaries on Netflix, such as The Toys That Made Us and the um, the films, the movies that made us. And they're going to produce an eight-episode eight, year, or eight episode, uh, 
on the History Channel, an eight-episode documentary series called The Center Seat, 55 Years of Star Trek. Uh, I guess it's may as well get to it during the 55 because uh, Phil and I and our old co-host Johnny, we did a Star Trek special for the 50th anniversary which uh, on our podcast, which was one more special than CBS produced for the 50th anniversary. They did absolutely nothing. So this is good. This is a long time coming. I'm excited about that. Uh, well, here's something I'm not so excited about. <sighs> Nickelodeon and E1 Entertainment have announced another new Transformers animated series. In it, uh, quote, a new species of Transformer, unquote, must find their place and purpose among Autobots, Decepticons, and the human family that adopts them. The series will tell a reimagined story featuring both original characters and fan favorites for a whole new generation of kids and families. Uh, no release date has been announced. Oh, um, man, I wish I was living in like some sort of like fake universe or something because you I are. am not excited about that. You are. You, trust me. This cannot be the prime universe that we live in right now. It just can't be. No. If only I had some sort of a guide to lead me out of this fake reality. So, someone like Neo. <laughs> well, I mean, that is a that is a decent connection to this next piece where Lawrence Fishburne. Uh, I'm sure that Gary was making a little Matrix reference there. Blank out most of those movies, sadly. So sorry about that. Uh, he is to voice the Beyonder in the Moon Girl Devil Dinosaur cartoon that is going to be launching on the Disney Channel. Hopefully we'll get that on Disney Plus too because um, I'm somewhat interested. If you're not familiar with the Beyonder, that is the cosmic entity that started the Secret Wars. Uh, so there's a lot of stuff that spun out of that. So uh, very, very interesting casting. Kind of excited to see how the Beyonder is going to be added to that animated series. Talking about weirdly animated series, Patton Oswald is in Marvel's MODOK series that is launching on Hulu. Um, I don't know how familiar you are with MODOK. He's kind of a joke within himself. Uh, he is this... Basically, he's a, he's a machine that was made to kill everybody. Um, he is, I forget what the whole acronym stands for. I can get that in a second, probably when we swoop back around. I had it in my brain, but it decided to leave me, as happens a lot in the evenings. Um, but Patton Oswald is a very well-known comedian, does very, very strong voice acting. If you do not get to check Happy, uh, which was a Grant Morrison uh, thing that they had going on for a while um, on, I don't remember what channel it was on, but you can catch them all on Netflix. Uh, he played in an imaginary friend that followed around a murderous father trying to save his daughter from an psycho Santa. So there's a lot of cool stuff going on there, and Pat Oswald really proved his chops there. So if he can fit into the MODOK series, uh, I think it'll be quality. There are some trailers that exist on YouTube. Everybody knows how I feel about trailers, so I haven't watched them, but I have heard him uh, doing the voice, and it seems spot on. Sounds like it would have been an FX series if I, I just 
by the content you were mentioning. That, sound, that sounds like it would be, but for some reason I feel like it wasn't. I, I can I can double check that. Well, I can confirm that this next show is not an FX series. I apologize, uh, Gary. I failed to toss it or segue to your last one. So what'd you think of that one? He's speechless. I love it. Uh, Green Lantern is coming. Sometime. We don't know when. That's really all I got for Green Lantern. Uh, we do know that it's kind of, it's going to shoot like next month, and it's going to be multiple members of the Green Lantern Corps on HBO Max. So yay, right? No, I guess it's they're going to introduce it through uh, Justice League, so probably it's going to suck. Uh, like rotten eggs is what I'm saying. <laughs> but here's something that stunningly doesn't suck, and in fact it sucks. So less, or not as much, or this level of suckingness is nearly non-existent, that we're going to dedicate a whole segment to it next episode, because I got this one way wrong, thankfully. Um, Superman and Lois is getting a quick renewal for season two, and going on hiatus as they met with a little bit of difficulty with the uh, COVIDness and all that junk and all that stuff. Um, but it's going to set to resume its first season on May 18th. Now the show has been a massive rating success for the CW and was quickly renewed for its second season. Um, now this is something Gary texted me earlier today that I was kind of surprised to see, even though it's been rumored before Smallville could be on its way back to the small screen as well. This rumor gained steam following the enormously positive response from last year's crisis on infinite earths in which Tom Welling and Erica Durant returned as Clark and Lois respectively. Now two things of note in, in crisis of infinite earths, Clark had given up his abilities and the series has also already been previously rumored to return as an animated series. So uh, I feel like this is, this thing keeps coming up. Listen, uh, Tom Welling looks good. He looks, I know he's probably the same age as I am, but I still looks like he can be Superman to me. So I think, uh, I think there's an itch that needs to be scratched there in that regard. Now, no word on this. It's not confirmed and we know it's not going to, we don't know. It's, it's not coming out anytime soon. Certainly not soon enough for a certain CW hero to appear. I think you're referring to uh, Batwoman. Uh, the CW has renewed Batwoman for a third and final season. Uh, that does not mean it will be Batwoman's last appearance on the CW. Uh, apparently, the plan is to have her appear on other CW series and crossover events. Uh, Black Lightning has also not been renewed and is currently in its last season. Uh, that marks the cancellation of two shows with African-American leads, which might have been a thing if not for the fact that other shows have already been canceled. Oh, okay. Um, I, I really don't want to do this one, but okay. <laughs> for seven seasons, uh, Chloe Bennett appeared on ABC's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which wrapped last year. Well, Bennett has already found another superhero series lined up. I'm sorry, already has another superhero series lined up. Uh, Bennett has been cast to play Blossom in the CW's live-action take on the Powerpuff Girls. In addition, uh, Dove Cameron of Disney's Descendants films will be playing Bubbles, and Yana Peralt will play Buttercup. 
If the series gets picked up, this will be Peralt's on-screen debut. Uh, she has several Broadway credits currently, but uh, no none acting. Uh, set years after the events of the animated series, the girls are now disillusioned 20-somethings who regret missing out on most of their childhood due to all their crime fighting. Um, currently, the same director who uh, directs Riverdale and the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina has been uh, tagged to direct the pilot. Uh, from something new to something incredibly old, <laughs> just weeks ahead of The Simpsons' 700th episode, my God, Fox has renewed the long-running animated comedy for seasons 33 and 34, uh, ensuring its run into 2023 and surpassing 750 episodes. Wow. Good boy. You remember still averaging 2.6 million viewers. It's still one of the top rated shows. I know. Darren, that's, that was like one of your favorites for a long time. It still is. Mm-hmm. If we ever still do is. a list of favorite TV shows of all time, it's going to be really tough to knock that show off the top. Just, just, out, just out, of, out of the blue, what's another one of uh, Darren's favorite TV shows? <laughs> Matt? Oh, now that is a segue. That's a nice one. Of course, we are talking about Glee. Uh, so Glee News is coming up. Oh, my bad. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 My bad. My bad. Um, no, Raylan Givens. Raylan Givens, the tall drink of Kentucky water who uh, delighted fans on FX for so long on the series Justified, will be returning. Sort of. They're going to carry forward with an Elmore Leonard book, uh, who is obviously going to be the person who wrote the source material that Justified is based off of. Uh, They're going to be doing a new show based out of the city of Detroit, in which we now have confirmed that Raylan Givens will be joining at some point or another. Whether he is a reoccurring character uh, consistently or not is yet to be decided, but we do know that we're getting more Timothy Oliphant. And not Timothy Oliphant doing his Raylan Givens impression in The Mandalorian, but actually him doing his Raylan Givens impression as Raylan Givens. I hope that he can that it provides an avenue for both. <laughs> Excellently done. Are you but excited this, about that too, Matt? Because I, I oh that I yeah, I'm excited about more Elmore Leonard. I'm excited about. I think that was one of those characters um, where you just look and you see the actor mm-hmm. and the character they're portraying, just a beautiful marriage. Like those you know, two just really went well together. You know, and in all honesty, Matt and I bonded over that show. Cause we started doing student Senate together and we both realized that we watched justified. And then we ended up like, that's pretty much how we became friends. It's like, Oh my God, the show's awesome. It's awesome. You really give it. It's like the greatest guy of all time. So I, I can't wait for that. Um, and then finally tonight in some sad news, uh, rest in peace, Peter S. Davis. Da- Peter S. Davis may not be a name that many of you are familiar with, um, but he is the producer. He's a Hollywood producer and primarily most responsible for The Highlander in 1986 and, and several, several sequels. Um, TV series, action series, uh, animated series. He passed away last month at 79. Personally, I love that first movie and I love the TV series. That TV series... You know, it was one of the few TV series, like, the first movie was great, and you have Connor McCloud, uh, played by, oh, why is his name escaping me? Eh, whatever, some French dude. Um, and uh, Christopher Lambert, that was it. And then, right. he was really, really cool, right? So then a couple of years later, they blow it with the sequels, and the TV series comes out, and they introduce Duncan McCloud, who was infinitely better than Connor McCloud. 
So uh, I love that show. I know that they've been Davis had been working on bringing the Highlander back to screens in recent years, but um, unfortunately that we, we don't know what's going to happen there. So rest in peace, Peter S. Davis. Mm. Oh man! Quick, quick, uh, Tim- Timothy Oliphant sidebar. Um, you guys remember him from uh, the Girl Next Door, correct? Yes. Alicia Cuthbert movie where he played a uh, porn director. Well, that, that is the first place I heard the, the phrase, uh, is the juice worth the squeeze? And it's a phrase that I've used ever since then. <laughs> well, my uh, third grade son just used it in uh, one of his uh, debate papers about uh, cloning woolly mammoths. So I was kind of worried that the teachers were going to realize where it was from and sort of associate <laughs> the two. And uh, we'll see how that goes. So that was interesting. I, d- I did tell you the other night, Gary, I think that that phrase predates that. But, yeah, if that's the first yeah, time yeah, you've heard it, yeah. you associate it with it. All right, so I got a question for you guys. Um, this Deadpool stuff, uh, especially you, Gary, where I heard something about maybe that the silly cameos that uh, Stan Lee had been uh, producing, that he may be the guy that's now taking over that role? That's, that's more fan-driven. They're, they're saying that okay. uh, since, you know, obviously Stan's not around, that in order to, or a way to incorporate Deadpool into the Marvel Cinematic Universe is just to have him going around in every movie and putting up, like, Lost Wanted posters for Stan Lee. You know, like, have you seen me? So it's just like Deadpool, like they're on a phone, you know, telephone pole, nailing up a have you seen me poster or something. Yeah, you still get Stan's face out there and, you know, there's Deadpool. But he would then be, you know, the the, the new Easter egg for each MCU movie. That'd be interesting. I, I want more from him, honestly, but it would be funny. I, I, I can't uh, can't argue that. It's fitting. So sticking with Disney, Matt, I got a couple of questions about the Star Wars stuff that's coming out. Um, sure. Cara Dune, mm-hmm. wasn't she supposed to be? It wasn't Rogue One. Wasn't there another show? Did was it? Did you mention it? I might. I mean, I might, yeah, the Rogue Squadron. Rogue yeah. Squadron, but wasn't there like uh, something else, like Soldiers of the Republic or something too? Did that just? Did that just get? Oh, Rangers of the Republic. I'm sorry. Rogue Squadron is a different show. I yeah, apologize. Rogue Squadron right. is the uh, Rangers of the Republic. My bad. The Fighter Squadron. I, I'd say that that Rogue Squadron. You know, that's the one I think I'm most excited about. What about which one? I'm interested to know which one you think. Uh, which one you're looking most forward to of all these upcoming series? Because now there's, I mean, literally Star Wars has become Star Trek, right? We could agree to that. That's just, you know, where you had Star Wars, which was sort of this, this, this blaze, but it was brief and short and brilliant. Now it's just, it's a, it's a full on bonfire of Star Wars, right? Well, this seems to be their outlet right now. I mean, I, I don't think there's any more actual movies, you know, in, in the works. Exactly. There are several, so, aren't there? This content to tell in TV shows. Yeah, there's a there's a couple of them, but I, don't, I think the earliest one is set to come out in 2023. So I think I understand what Gary's saying. There's not a whole lot coming down the pike, but although we do, I think we're getting one from um, Taiki Watiti, who was one of the ones that's going to be directing, and then um, the woman who directed uh, Wonder Woman and um, Wonder Woman 1984 is also taking uh, the helm on one of them. <laughs> the old yeah oh. that's the rogue squadron one i kept on saying the wrong name i was talking about the movie unfortunately yeah. hey phil you've got some uh some deadpool background yeah 
Okay, let, 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 hypothetically, let's say Jim Carrey is brought in as the villain for Deadpool 3. Who would you think he would portray? Because you, you're, you're not going to waste him. I don't you, think you're not going to waste a Jim Carrey. I think the perfect fit for Jim Carrey, because it wouldn't be like a center stage thing, would be Bob. Well, Bob was already introduced, wasn't he, in, in the first one? But I think that they could make like an actual Hydra connection in Bob. With Jim Carrey, I think it'd be a really good fit with him. That wouldn't necessarily be the main villain, though, would it? No, but I mean, thinking thinking Deadpool wise, like I I honestly struggle thinking Deadpool if he has like an actual main villain other than himself. I mean, original series, he had T Ray, but that that kind of threw the whole. Okay, he really wasn't Wade Wilson. I was Wade Wilson. You came in and killed like my girlfriend and you know, all this other stuff. And there was what like a slayback or something like that was like a villain of like a four part miniseries he had. I just I, I don't know. Taskmaster, but they just used him in the Black Widow movie. Yeah, they, it can't be Taskmaster. So sure. I'm, I'm trying to think of the Ryan Reynolds, Jim Carrey, you know, back and forth. You know, a lot of improv. I, I'd love to see the the blooper reel on that one. But yeah, I'm, I'm kind of scratching my head on who we could be if they brought him in. I don't know, but I mean, I think it's also safe to say that they could pull anyone from the Marvel Universe and throw it in there as someone who's annoyed with Deadpool being Deadpool. Because it seems to be mostly the issue, at least as of late with Deadpool comics, it's mostly people that are just really annoyed of his existence. Mm. Well, at least in that continuity, he's still relatively new. Yeah. I mean, he was still Wade for a long time, you know, so mm-hmm. a lot of his, uh, you know, Merc contacts, maybe. But maybe. I mean, he could just simply be some guy that hires Wade to do a job and is unhappy with the, the way he does it, and it just becomes a thing. No, that's true. Could he play the anybody. old lady? What was that? Could he play the old lady? His roommate? Blind Al. <laughs> no, she's already there. Um, All right. Blind Al I was saying, they're losing uh, what Tim Miller for for Weasel, aren't they? I think so. Not not that I think he's not replaceable, but yeah, I really I really don't know. I have no idea where they're planning on going with that Deadpool series. Well, apparently, like Jim Carrey and uh, Ryan Reynolds are associated with some like Netflix like musical comedy or something like that. So of course they're going to start drawing parallels. Like, oh, they're working together on this, so they're probably going to bring him in for that. I mean, he did the Riddler and stuff like that. So, I mean, he's done a comic book movie before, but I can't really see him being a serious villain. That's why I'm trying to go something a little oddball. Yeah, I don't, I really, really don't know where they would go with him. Mm. All right. Well, just, just picking your brain there. No, no, I, I get it. I just, like, I honestly, when I saw these announcements, I was scratching my head trying to think of who it could potentially be. Um, but. No. Modoc, by the way, mental organism designed only for killing. I saw I did see the trailer for that. That's when I sent that over to you. Yeah. But, uh, I, I don't want to say it seems very slapstick. It's going to be. I, that, that's the whole thing with the, the kind of what Modoc turned into in the comics, uh, almost being a joke of himself, because it's okay. it was a guy who was placed in a doomsday chair. And then he gave him psychic powers and his ego starts to build with his psychic powers, saying that he's made to be like the best of the best. 
and he becomes kind of a joke. He was actually the main antagonist in that Avengers game that came out uh, recently for PlayStation and Xbox. But he wasn't a joke in that. But it was like his origin story. Okay. I know Pat Oswalt's a big comic book geek, too. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure he, you know, jumped at that. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be very slapsticky and goofy. And I think there's a good place for it. And uh, Happy was on Sci-Fi. Darren. I saw trailers for that and it, was, it, it looked really good. Happy? It's fantastic. Was that with Christopher Maloney from Law and Order? Mm-hmm. Order, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. that's. A, I thought I knew what you were talking about. I didn't want to interrupt your flow when you were going earlier, but I wanted to ask and clarify that just to be sure. Hey, is now a good time for us to discuss what we were talking about in our text thread the other day when we were bringing up, and I think we are the first ones to break this news or at least develop the concept. Are we going to have a Marvel Cinematic Universe office crossover? Are we going to do that? Um, because I think we really, really want to try to get that done. And I, I think that our ideas are pretty fleshed out. Let them know what we thought of, Matt. Who, who, that whole thing spawned from the, the fan <laughs> reaction of wanting John Krasinski to be Reed Richards. <laughs> Right, and then Emily Blunt, his wife, to be Sue Storm. So from, you know, John Krasinski, we just started assigning other roles to the other office members, mm-hmm. and it kind of took on a life of its own. And, and Matt, I think you nailed Matt nailed some of these. <laughs> so we have Kevin Malone playing the part of the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Human Torch was oh, remind me, I'm, I'm not looking at the thread. Who did I say the Human Torch should be? Oh god, I, I got to look it up. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember he said either. I had to check that out. So, this is a poorly oh, designed. Yeah, Kevin or Phyllis as the Meredith as a human torch. Oh, Meredith, that's right. That's going to be one drunk uh, human torch there. <laughs> oh my god! And, and uh, Wilson is Doctor Doom. There we are. I was going to say we have to have Dwight Schrute as Doctor Doom, and then Michael as Galactus. I think is was the yes. next. No, oh, yeah, that's where we ended it because we're like, well, nothing gets better than that. <laughs> and still that concept best fantastic four movie that's ever been made absolutely <laughs> the bar is quite low can't be any more cursed than what's already been produced we say this but the new movie's not out yet would they still shoot it like the office like every so often they got that little breakaway where they're oh. just getting in front of the camera i really that... think we've got an idea with some merit i'm hoping that somebody with some juice Juice worth the squeeze is actually going to hear this and definitely create this show. Yes. Can you picture an on fire I... Meredith drinking while giving an interview? <laughs> then you can kind of splice that whole that whole episode where they uh, set off the fire alarm and they're trying to crawl through the ceiling panels and you know Dwight's you know pennied in all the doors so nobody can get out. And, you know. I feel like we have a viral video on our hands. I think it's good. I think this we're good. Needs to happen. Oh, that would be outstanding. <laughs> one last thing Gary yes bot bot how can you say bot bot with a straight face I can't honestly um the, the whole behind that was like you know some energon like fell out of the sky and spilled onto the local mall and all of the things in the store became little transformers so like the hardware store was battling like the food court, which was battling like long and lawn and garden, which was battling, and apparently in this movie, like the secu- like mall security discovers them, or something, and they're tr- it sounds like a like annoying orange or something like that. I don't know. Um, I mean, when these things came out initially, 
it was sort of like the energon was the tie-in but it really wasn't part of i want to say main continuity mm-hmm. but again that that whole question that darren asked me about the happy meal toys you know it's like well we've got food that transforms like well you know what they're actually selling that right now i would not be surprised if somewhere in this series that they had some sort of a lost text or hieroglyphics of like the ancients and it would be a happy meal container like a chicken nugget container or something just i would it would not surprise me honestly <laughs> um and then i i don't know what i do with myself honestly if the chicken nugget transformer became canon well i cannot wait to see that breakdown uh is but I have to say, I'm actually a little more excited about that one than the other one. Yeah, when they, when they come out right out and say, you know, this is a reimagining. And I mean, it's like, okay, they're living with an adopted human family. So that's either they're going to be treated like pets and bossed around by a couple snotty kids. Or they're going to go into like pretenders and they're going to try to live as humans and then start experiencing, you know, racial injustice and bullying and you know things that robots have absolutely no point being invested in i don't know the the fan reaction to that to that has not been good matt what were you going to say oh i was just going to reference the transformer cassette tape thing that i had way back when i can't remember is that what this bot bot was from like i'm having a hard time with that one no, BotBots is just, it's something that they released within the last couple of years. Oh, okay. And it's no. literally, like I said, sporting goods, a football, a tennis racket, uh, huh. an ice cream bar on a stick, um, a, cup. a hamburger. Things uh, kids like to play with. Got it. Perfect. Yeah, just it, mall stuff, basically. Oh, man. So. That's a lot of stuff coming down the pipeline. Oh, yeah. And that's that's on top of, like, supposedly the two movies that are still, you know, supposed to be being worked on right now, too. You know, the Beast Wars and the, uh, what, the, the the prequel back on Cybertron animated one, which I haven't found any more news on lately, but that's supposedly still in the works as well. I have a feeling they're just going to try to squeeze every last ounce of blood out of that they can get until there's nothing left. Sounds like everything else. Yeah. Oh, well. Well, at least there's some things to look forward to, uh, even with... Uh some things that we're all apprehensive about, myself included, with my Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah. Right. Well, that was awesome. Lots of stuff happened while we were away, and I'm sure more will happen by the next time we dive into all of these things. However, we will have more stuff for you later on this month. We're going to get a little bit of, I think, mostly a Darren reaction to Justice League and Superman and Lois. Gary has a little bit of trivia for us. And I sat down and read all 144 issues of Invincible uh, to kind of get ready for the Amazon Prime show that's coming. And that is all we will be talking about later on this month. Remember, as always, if you want to stay in touch with us between episodes, you can follow us on Instagram at Panel Scanners. We upload most of the things we're reading, and at least Darren and I are going to slowly force the other two to get in on that, too. 
And um, it's a great way to stay in contact with us. If you would be so lovely, you could always leave us a rating and a review wherever you are downloading these episodes. It'd be great to hear from you there as well. Does anybody else have anything to add before we take a deep breath before later this month? No. All right, gentlemen. So until next time, everyone, enjoy your comics.